You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 362. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local. Good to have you back, my friend. I'm glad to be back. been doing a lot of traveling for work, and it's nice to hear your voice. Likewise, bud. Yeah, I'm glad you could make it today. I know you had to get up early, but uh, appreciate oh, it. Yeah. yeah, I'm sitting down after about an eight-hour drive, maybe seven. <laughs> Jeez, at least you're sitting down. <laughs> I've been sitting down. I know. I was going to say you'd probably be tired of it. <laughs> Need to get out there and mow your lawn or something. All oh, they get to sit down then too, but at least it's got a little bit of uh, massage there. <laughs> That's okay. Nice pina colada, pina colada night at the house, so I'll be fine. Oh, nice. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, one of my favorites. Okay, well, let's just jump right into this. Uh, here's a. Uh, <laughs> I found this kind of interesting. I don't think I really understood it exactly, at least the root of it all, but uh, it says now more than 50% of Google searches end without a click to other content. That's Google searches end without a click to other content. So they're getting their answers in the Google search results that don't have to go to a website. Is that what That's, that's the what assumption, but yeah, yeah it's, it's something that Rand has been pushing around a lot. I guess it was a, uh, some research that he's, tied to or at least uh, championed um, uh, it's a search engine land article uh, but yeah apparently uh, he's going to be talking about it at the search um, uh, 
the east. What is that? Uh, SM, SMX East. Thanks, SMX East in November or something. But anyway, it, it, apparently it's it's declining. So essentially, people are are less likely to go to to click through to your website now. And and his statement, I guess, um, which is certainly clear, is that Google is even more of a monopoly than ever. Uh, because now they're keeping the traffic. Uh, I don't know whether or not, and a lot of people people are doing these searches through mobile, and you got to wonder, like, how, sometimes I do mobile searches and I don't click. Yeah, well, and they're also including, it seems like from the article that they're including images, YouTubes, YouTube search and map search in that whole Google search thing, right? So map search, a vast majority of that time, you're not going to click, you're going to, for me, I'll search for something and plug it in in my car. It's my GPS, right? Yeah. So there's a click to. I'm just going to search for where I'm looking to go and hit the button and the GPS takes off. So I think there's a lot of I hope in his presentation um, at SMX that he's very clear about that kind of stuff and how much of this stuff is from Google you know, search engine versus these other things they've included in this data. Yeah, I mean... I just had disagreement with what he said before, but the one thing he's good at is usually presenting all aspects of something. So I think he'll probably cover that and do a good job of that. Uh, he's, he's usually has some pretty damn good presentations. So I'm interested to see, at least after the fact, I won't be there. Um, but it is uh, a bit concerning, I'm sure, to many business owners. I can only imagine how concerning it is to news news organizations like yours. I mean, how many are you guys finding declining traffic in that sense? It's not, they're not so much reporting news um, in the news space that I've seen yet, right? But, you know, you get the news results, you get the search results, and to get the details of a news story, you really have to click through to get it. Um, yeah. where, where, believe it or not, it's AMP that, that while it's growing and it's a de definite benefit to us, that's where we're losing a bit of, like, page views and stuff like that is through AMP more than anything, more than regular search. Hmm. Okay. Well, next up here, Google considers notifying webmasters for featured snippet penalties. This is just more of a footnote, but um, there are quote unquote penalties where if you are abusing featured snippets, you will have those removed and they're not even notifying you. It just, they're gone. Um, there can, Danny Sullivan mentioned in this SE roundtable um, comment, at least Barry noted that Danny had mentioned that this is something they are considering offering um, insight on. Well, it's yeah. interesting. More it's, yeah, it's interesting, but they, they, are, they are giving you notifications when you get um, schema um, penalties, which is, I think, a majority of the way you end up getting snippet penalties is because you're abusing schema. Yeah, uh, true. But they do give you schema markup penalties, and they notify you of those. So I wonder that that makes me ask, okay, what kind of snippet penalties would you do outside of schema penalties? What are the other kinds of th ways people are abusing that? Maybe, hmm, I don't know. I, I'd be I'd be guessing, but I would think that if there's issue with schema, they note it to you. Does that mean that your snippets aren't already showing up still? I, I don't know. Um, if you really abuse them, your snippets will be gone. Maybe that's something they could notify you of. Right. It's just more granular. I'm not sure. Yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see when those, if they do it, what they look like when they come out. Yeah, 
Yeah, totally. All right, Google search tests, more pagination options, more results, infinite scroll, and more. Again, another footnote, these are pretty common on Search Roundtable that Barry's always on top of this stuff. Uh, just more views in the wild of Google doing more tests. In this case, um, infinite scrolls, uh, that means where you could just keep scrolling down the page and more results keep loading instead of having to press two to get to the next page and three and four. Um, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't stuck that way. Um, it was like that for a, quite a long time, wasn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, anyways, I think it's, yeah. it's okay, come back. I'd be happy with it. Yep. Interesting. I hope they don't do the infinite scroll thing. That would not be good. Well, that's what I meant. I like that. Do you? See, I'm not sure I do. Hmm. Because it's easier, I think, for, for me as an SEO. Maybe as a user, I'd like it yes. more. But as an SEO, that the way they had it paginated with the 1 through 10 made it easier for me to do analysis on results. Um, very true. Yeah. And, and it, there is going to be possible issues with tracking otherwise. But uh, anyway. Yeah, especially if you're tracking pages and rankings. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now the local SEO news segment. We started this uh, last week with Scott, but it's uh, something I figure it's so common now. It's, there's so much info. Let's just create a whole segment. So let's start with... Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we start this, yeah. I, did, I don't get a vote. <laughs> got a news segment and I didn't even get a vote. Come on now. No, you got to be around. Yeah, I, I missed a show. <laughs> Two. <laughs> All right, I vote yes anyway, so it's no problem. <laughs> um all right, so Google My Business is currently unable to transfer reviews. We mentioned this in the last show that there were some issues there, but now it's official. Um, and unfortunately, they're saying they have no idea how long it's going to take to fix. That is very bad news for many businesses. Uh, if they want to switch listings, they, then they need that review to be moved over. I was going to say, kind of explain to our listeners, what does that mean? What does transferring reviews mean? Why would you do it? When does it happen? Yeah, I'm trying to think like the, the, the best example, but if, for example, um, someone, let's say you move locations. Actually, I'm having a hard time thinking of an example. I don't have to do this in so long. Um Anyway, let's just say you have to. Like, you've got another a listing. It's an old business. Um, maybe you're merging two companies. Uh, that'd be one way to go. If you're merging two and you want the reviews transitioned to your to one profile, so you're merging together, that can't be done. Um, those reviews cannot be transferred. I'm sure there's an easier example, and I'm just not coming well, up. With I think your first one: business moves the location. Um, then in those lo those situations, yeah. usually you can just update the address. Depends if you have access to it. Right. So if you've moved locations and there's two locations for you and both of them have reviews, then you're able to claim and merge those. I think transferring from the, the one that was incorrect to the one that is correct. Yeah. If you accidentally created a new listing for your new address instead of just updating your old one, and then you wanted to transfer the reviews and merge them, you can't do that now. Right. Okay. I think a lot of people... They when they're just getting into local SEO and, and and Google Maps and Google My Business, they might not go out and see if they already have a listing and they just start it. So it's not like accidental. It's just like I'm going to get into this and I do it. And they're all excited and they create a listing, not realizing that there might already have been a listing. 
Yeah, and sometimes there's duplicates that have already gained a number of reviews and you want to merge them all. Well, right. that's not possible. And anyway, this is dramatic. This Reviews have so much impact on whether or not a business gets traffic and it's all well, business that uh, the fact that they can't do this kind of a merge is going to hurt a lot of companies. And the fact, the second fact that they don't even have uh, an ETA, yikes. It's scary. Really scary. Yeah. So, um, so kind of a sidebar based off of this this news piece. Um, is that a service, the review management piece? Is that something that SEO should be offering? Review management, like just keeping on top of them? Yeah, just, I mean, I know a lot of us do, but is that really something that we should be doing as, as a service? Or is that something more specific that deserves its own experts? Well, I would like to think that when the client comes to a new client comes to us that they're already monitoring the reviews. But the fact is most of them aren't. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. <laughs> yeah. So they usually they come to us and they're like, okay, yeah, we've got a few we've seen and they're like, okay, well, have you replied to any of them? No. We're afraid to. We're afraid to because you know they might reply back or whatever. I'm like, well, I, you need to I, reply, and especially yeah. if they're good ones, even good yeah. ones. I guess the reason I ask this question, because to me, this is similar to when we originally started asking this question about social. Is this something SEOs should be doing? Because it's kind of the same, to me, it's kind of in the same vein, right? Because it's it's interaction with their clients directly, but and we could, we could talk to them about how to manage it for sure. But most of the time, and the clients don't do it themselves. You can no. tell them and teach them all the time, but they just end up not doing it. They're, they're busy. They're trying to run a business. Um, it, just, it's true, but then again, I'm finding now that they are very aware of how much reviews have an impact on their business. So we we use uh, a review management system. We pretty much tell every client it's got a local uh, focus that they have to use it. And what they do is they ask their, in this case, oftentimes it's dentists, patients, whether or not they'd be willing to um, provide some feedback. And then they said, yes, okay, well, I'll just send you a link. And if, it'd be great if you could provide it. And I think feedback's a better way of putting it than review. It doesn't sound so self-promotional. Yeah, um, and it's true. You get a lot of info from that when you frame it in that perspective, too. You get some good insights into what how you could improve. Um, but then you control a little bit of the process. Yes, they can still go online and leave reviews, but at least you get to put them into a funnel where you'll be notified if there's any negativity um, mm-hmm. immediately so you can jump on it. Uh, that's immensely important. And, and yeah, it's, we have quite a few clients that have paid for it. And despite countless reminders, they're still not using the system. That drives me bananas. <laughs> Just come on. Have you ever had to compete with the, the review service providers that say, you know, we'll manage this all for you that are, have nothing to do with SEO. They just do review management. Um, yeah, not really compete though. We don't care which one they go with. We don't really make any money off it. Um, it's more, we just want them to get the reviews because that does help us with getting results. Sure. Um, uh, there are some ones that are actually in the $300 per month range that we've gotten clients to use. We, ours is only a, 75 a month, 50 to 75, depending on the level. Um, there's a one higher one, but that's essentially what most of our clients get. Uh, but this one's 300 and we don't really understand what they do differently, but they seem to get a ton more reviews and they seem legit. Um, so whatever, we're like, sure, go for it. <laughs> it's going to help I, you. It's going to help us. 
And, and I think to your point is when we had this conversation years ago about when, when social was coming around about whether stuff we should do as, a, as SEOs, we didn't have that direct connection to SEO results that we do with reviews. No. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's very night and day with with reviews and and you know I'll, I'll recap one thing we've mentioned before, but everyone should realize that reply to the positives and the negatives. Uh, negatives doesn't mean you have to bring all of that out and discuss why that person's upset and and countermand and all that. No, 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 no. You say we're really sorry you're upset with your last appointment, service, whatever it might have been, our product. Um, we are here to help. Uh, please reach out to us at this number and we will work through this with you. Mm -hmm. There you go. You take it offline. And that way, anyone who looks on there and sees that you are replying and perhaps has a negative experience, they're less likely, and this has been proven in, in surveys, or not surveys, but in, in tests, less likely to leave a negative review and potentially reach right directly to you. So that's important. That contact information is already out there. That, yeah, well, that and the fact that you're actually not just letting that stuff sit, they're going to get a response. And people are scared of that, right. um, especially if they're just having a bad day, which, frankly, by the judging by the negativity and nastiness of some reviews, I think that's the case. They're just taking it over the top. People are, um, how do you put this? Vindictive? Uh, <laughs> they're just people. Yeah, well, <laughs> that too, but these people look a little bit, they just get charged up. And they lash out and they, they think that it's like when you, you freak out in a car, you know, you're not actually freaking out at someone face to face. There's something yeah. anonymous, anonymous about it. Like you'd never behave that way with someone else face right. to face. Well, it's the same so, idea, I think. So, but so it's, it's road rage. It's review rage. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So in this case, they, they will have a ch chance. They actually see that you are responding. It's a little more, Oh, okay. Well, maybe I don't really want to get into this. Um, and, and maybe they tone down and they're more factual about their issues. All good things, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. You really can't lose. And if it's a negative that's ridiculous, and I've had a couple of those lately, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> one of my good friends contacted me. He says, what do I do about this man? And it's this person who's he's found out because he, he dug in because uh, he's actually a family friend that he's having serious mental issues. Well, he went crazy on his on his reviews um, and just negatively destroyed people and, and went after him too. I said, don't worry about it. It's awful. Replied to him saying, you know, I'm really sorry that this is, you know, you feel this way, please reach out to us. You're not admitting anything. And then just, or leave it alone. And if it's this crazy, people can tell when it's that rude and crazy. Um, if it's really rude, you can submit it to Google flag it and they'll often remove it it's full of swearing and all that sort of stuff they don't have any tolerance for that um and anyway he has so many other positive reviews it doesn't matter really can't you just say uncle donnie quit quit tweeting about us yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah exactly all right well let's take a quick break and we get back we're going to uh get into some Oh, actually, one more one more bit on suspensions in Google My Business. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. It passes before it's noticed. A slight rising of the eyebrows, a widening of the eyes. It may be accompanied by an almost imperceptible inhalation. The heart adds a beat like a quiet exclamation point on the experience. 
Within a tenth of a second, the reaction has passed, but not without leaving its mark. Someone found what they're looking for. Does your website deliver impulses to act? It can. Intended Consequences is the podcast for digital marketers who see their job as changing hearts and minds. If you're frustrated, bored, or in a rut, it's time to spread your wings with me, Brian Massey, and my guests. Find out how successful, curious, creative, and data-driven marketers are making a difference on purpose. Visit IntendedPodcast.com or find us where you get your podcasts. Intended Consequences. Marketing on Purpose. WebmasterRadio.fm is the destination for education, entertainment, and engagement. Engage with our panel of on-air experts and peers by following us on Facebook, Google+, Twitter, and LinkedIn. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on air or on demand from our website or through iTunes, Stitcher, or however you get your podcasts. Interact and stay informed. Just search for webmasterradio.fm. Miami may be the sun and fun capital of the world, but it's also home to the largest literary festival in the U.S. Don't miss the Miami Book Fair, a week-long festival featuring more than 600 authors from all over the world with readings, signings, and panels capped off by a three-day street fair. Find books in English, Spanish, and Creole for every interest and every age, from biographies and novels to poetry and comics. This year, come meet poets Richard Blanco, Reginald Dwayne Betts, and Joy Harjo, award-winning novelists T.C. Boyle, Susan Joy, Edwidge Dentica, Taya Obrecht, Julie Orancher, Leonard Pitts, and Karen Russell, plus authors exploring issues of the day such as Eve Ensler, Alex Kutwilitz, Danny Shapiro, Daryl Pickney, Ambassador Samantha Power, George Wilt, and hundreds more. Take the little ones to Children's Alley for hands-on activities, characters, and storytelling. Enjoy music, food, and fun for the whole family right on the downtown Miami-Dade College campus, November 17th to the 24th. For details, schedules, and tickets, visit MiamiBookFair.com. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress. Powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Okay, so um, I love, as you guys have probably started to notice, I love checking out the localsearchforum.com. Um, just find there's lots of great stuff on there. Uh, one of the latest ones was about uh, an issue that I've had a lot of clients come to me about. Um, it's, you know, how to find out why your site was suspended from Google My Business. Unfortunately, you know, quote here, this is a quote from uh, Joy Hawkins. Google won't tell you what guidelines you're violating. But if you do what I suggested to, in this case, Tiffany, above, one of the GMB product experts, that's Google My Business, can likely tell you why you're not getting anywhere, unquote. Now, she's given a link. I 
the link is obviously huge. So I tried to shorten it. I don't have a big shortener for step forth, but maybe this will help someone. If you are currently in a state where you do not know why your, your suspension has occurred and you want to find out why, do photos of your location proving that you're there. Do video. Make it absolutely unquestionable that you actually have a location there. Take, again, photos internally and externally uh, of your signage, everything. And then post that on the uh, Google My Business Help the, uh, area of the community forum. Um, a quick link. You can write this down. I'll do it. I'll mention it twice. Link.stepforth.com forward slash GMB help. I know, not super short, but it's better than what it was. Link.stepforth.com forward slash GMB help. And that'll take you right to the page. Um, uh, hopefully you can get some assistance there. Apparently they can be a little more forthcoming and, uh, and tell you what's going on. Uh, I know that it's extremely frustrating to me when I have a client that has this happen to, and there's no reason whatsoever that I can tell why that happened. One of them, in fact, managed to reverse it all. I, I might've mentioned this last week, but anyway, it was a huge coup because they weren't responding. She was just getting the, uh, we're too busy, we'll get to you kind of email. And that's not acceptable. These businesses are suffering without this rank, this visibility. And she managed to get it turned around. How often is this happening to small businesses? Right now, it's, it is rampant. Um, mainly because of the issues we talked about in the last three or four episodes. You, you remember, you, you were on for the how how many errors that are happening right with Google My Business breakdowns. Right. right. Well, even the short name bit is still, well, they say it's still not an issue, but I believe that if it can still be an issue where if you filled in the short name for your business and they didn't like it, your whole business listing gets removed or not removed, but at least suspended. You can just remove it or change it and sometimes it goes back. Um, <laughs> such a simple thing. And it's something they asked us to do. They actually sent out a bulletin. Here, use your short name. This is such a cool thing. Oh, sorry. Until we don't like it. You're suspended. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> okay. Well, anyway, I hope that helps someone out there. Uh, now it's time for the Mueller files. I approve, of the, I approve of this one too, by the way. Why don't you take this on? Uh, so uh, Google doesn't pass PageRank on nofollow links, um, but you still see them in Google Search Console. Uh, and I'm going to have to read it as I do it because that's not one of the ones I read before the show. Oh, I thought you were talking about that. Okay. Well, no. Okay, no worries. Then. So in, in this case, uh, the, the, the news here is just that Mueller was saying that, yes, you still see them in Google Search Console, because they are a part of your link um, profile. Uh, profile. And, and, and that's something that you should consider. I mean, yes, you could be getting clicks to your site. Hello, no follow or not, there's still clicks. Right. Um, so there's a reason for it to be there. Of course, what they're stating here, or one of the, the sort of the side bits is that, well, you better not consider everything you see in there as passing page rank. Um, it's just, an unglossed, detailed outline of all your links. It's just more of an awareness piece, I think, than anything. And, and I wouldn't say all either because... Well, no, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> they don't necessarily show you all the ones they know about. No. 
Yeah, if you compare that to what they have in like Majestic SEO or anything like that, it's dramatically different. Mm -hmm. You can see perhaps the same links, but there'll be a lot more. Yeah. All uh, right. Now this, was, this is the one I know a little bit about and re I've read up on because it's uh, something that I'm interested in keenly. Um, Google, Google, and we, we heard about this in June or July, um, but it's come up again. Um, I can't believe Google, people are doing this, but anyway, go ahead. I know. Google's aware that sites um, are hosted on other people's subdomains and subdirectories. Um, a lot of the reporting on this is they're talking about subdomains, but it also includes directories on your site that, that people are actually renting space on other people's site to post content. Sites that actually may have a lot of, uh, you know, value or be very strong in a certain niche, they'll rent a space on a site. Well, Google is very aware that this is happening. Um, they have said specifically that it's not against their terms and conditions, so it's not against their guidelines, but they know people are starting to abuse it. So what they're doing is um, looking at how they're going to handle this. And most likely what they're going to do is treat it as low quality content and not rank it very well at all. But low quality content can, if, if, if it's, if what they're saying is if they're doing it in the same way they treat regular low quality content, it could actually impact the strength of your entire website. So yeah. <laughs> there's no real clear clear what they're going to do and how they're going to deal with it yet but we know they're looking at it and we know it's not going to be good when they figure it out for those that content on those sites yeah so what they're saying is sure you can make a little money um, selling your subdomain so that people can okay so and first of all let's just recap why this is done so let's say your main website has a ton of authority you're doing well you get lots of traffic well other people want to spend money to use your subdomain and benefit from all that authority. It's not the just subdomains, though. Got to be clear, though. People are doing it on, you know, directories within the primary domain as well. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. But the one that really stuck out to me was subdomains, um, because it would act really like its own website. Subdomain, you know, he's got his own homepage. Uh, you name it. Whereas a directory doesn't so much. Um, anyways, in this case, uh, you know, they're like, sure, you can make a little money here, but the fact is. If it's crap, it's going to pull your whole site down, your entire website. Uh, that's all the subdomains, all the main domains, you name it. They're, they're going to make sure it rubs off nicely. <laughs> and, and let's just be clear. That's the low quality content of any kind, not even just least kind, is going to do that to your website. Yeah. Right? So, the, so it's the, not that anything's changed. They're just worrying, making you aware of that. And they're also saying that let, let's say you run a, um, a e-commerce store that that sells some kind of um, health foods, right? And you're super super popular. You've got a lot of strength in your domain. And someone comes to you and says, "Well, this is kind of health related. Can I get a subdirectory or a subdomain? I want to sell tennis shoes on your site. It might be the best tennis shoe content on the planet." But if it's on another person's site who's focused on health food, they're still going to consider it low quality. They're going to look at the content of the sites overall and see if these things that they have identified as potentially rented are in line with the rest of the, the content on the site as well. There you go. I love this next one. Google suggests that the average Googler isn't interested in SEO. <laughs> so this is another Mueller um, so someone, uh, Marty Meany, 
question uh, has a question. Uh, this is via Twitter to John. He says, do some people in Google now sheepishly walk away in the canteen when you say hi because you're revealing all your secrets to the SEO community? <laughs> um, <laughs> John says, quote, unquote, you're overestimating the interest of average Googlers in SEO. There's a lot that needs to be done at a company like Google. <laughs> I wonder how many people in Google percentage-wise actually have to deal with us. I'd say it's, if it's over like a 3 or 4%, I'd be surprised. Well, in this case, they're not even talking about us. They're just talking about him if he's in the canteen and do they stay away from him because he's giving away all the secrets. That's the impression I'm getting from his question. Oh, okay. And he's like, well, actually, they really don't have any interest. <laughs> they probably don't even have any care, really. I mean, they're doing Google is so huge now. Um, oh, yeah. Anyway, and, and, and you know, we all know John's not giving away too many secrets, if any. If any. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> um, uh, he's great at what he does, and, uh, and we're really happy to have him. But uh, I yeah. think we're more likely to get secrets from uh, Gary than John, actually. Yeah, secrets with air quotes. I mean, yeah, oftentimes I it's more of just a heads up of what's coming than a secret. Um, or a rant that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen one of those in a while. I carry yeah. been actually sort of quiet. Huh. Wonder what's going on there. <laughs> Maybe he's <laughs> focused on image search like he said he was. I don't know. There you else. go. They get shuffled around so much, you never know. Um, can you remove links from your disavow file and, and, and have those links count again? Interesting. I haven't seen this one. Tell me about oh, it. So, no, it gotta, you missed the first word. You can remove links from your file, oh. and those count again, right? And I think this is pretty basic. I mean, don't, if they were not just disavowed anyway by Google, right, right. But but if you have them in there and you've put them in and you realize it's a mistake, they shouldn't have been in there. You can pull them out, and they'll count again. This is the basic. You know, it, it's not a once you're on the list, it's on your permanent record kind of thing. You can pull those out. Yeah, it's not like, oh, you feel guilty about this. Hey, I wonder why. <laughs> it's not nearly that smart. Um, There's good things and bad things about that, though, right? If if, if you fire your exactly. SEO, but you still give him two weeks, he might go in and, you know, pull out some links that you don't want him to pull out. <laughs> There's there's some pretty crazy things you could do with that if you were mean and evil and pissed off. <laughs> well, in this case, it, it is clear, obviously, that we don't even know how many of those disavow links they're counting or even you know if they're going to ignore them or not. But um, just the same, uh, you know, yes, you could remove them and have them uh, take hold. We have no idea how long it'll take, though. You know, yeah. really, do they put much stock in the disavow file, and, and how often? I guess that's always been that's always been the question, isn't it? You know, how much does that really count? Yeah, it's like someone here says, "I just deleted my disavow disavow file." Who gives a you know what? I'm going to see if I get an unnatural links warning again, or if all that nonsense has been fi nonsense has been fixed algorithmically. Over to you, Google. Yeah. Amen. It's true. Like they finally did what we were talking about since day one when they started talking about penalizing people for their links. No, just ignore them. Well, now they're finally just ignoring them. That's actually, you said that reminded me of something we should have had up in the, the local search section. Um, David Ogletree did a, did a study recently um, for his own business, right? Because he, he does SEO and PPC and he 
doesn't want to do it just out of the town he lives in in Texas, right? And he started seeing that his traffic was really focused on. Oh, this is Bill Hartzer, you mean? Oh, Bill, that's right. I was thinking it was. Yeah, we talked about that the last episode. Did you? Oh, that that was amazing. But I don't know. I don't know if it's something everybody should do. (laughs) But I'm glad you talked about it. So I believe we did. You know, just in case we didn't, uh, I'll just recap. Uh, Essentially, yes, Bill uh, wanted to know. Since he's not really a local business, in fact, he doesn't have any business from where he is. But he had his Google My Business page. He decided to remove it completely, and he noticed that rankings, everything improved. Um, I've actually had a client reach out to me going, you know, should I do this? And I'm like, you know what, maybe you should. I'm even thinking about it. We don't get a lot of business from Victoria where we are. We get some. Um, so it's not a, as cold, uh, as clean a cut as it would be for Bill. Um, but um, we're mostly international business. So does it really matter? I think you should try it and report back. I, I'm, I'm, I don't know. See, see, okay. Here's where I would get not necessarily confused, but I would get skeptical or worried if, if I was in your position was what we just talked about, the review piece of it, right? Yeah. Because the review piece is really focused on local search, but those reviews are also going to help if people come in to look to do due diligence on, on you as a business before, you know, wanting to reach out to, to potentially hire you, whether it's a local business or not. Exactly. I like the review aspect. I, I would miss yeah. that. Um, and I don't know. I, I, it's not a big concern to me. Thankfully, so I'm probably just going to leave it as is. I doubt it's making that big a difference, and we don't get a lot of traffic. Um, but then again, yeah, we're not getting a lot of international traffic, so maybe that is part of it. I don't know. Anyway, it's too easy to overthink it. Uh, I can tell you that much. <laughs> I've been thinking about it too much. Uh, anywho, well, if there was an easy way to turn it off temporarily and then turn it back on, so you retain all those reviews and stuff, that would be interesting. Yeah. Well, let's do this quick last one here before we tie up the show. Yeah, it was oh, pretty. Yeah, we got yeah, Sorry. So you you get it you, you oh, okay it. so so th- there was there was a again this is a uh, Mueller file so there was a conversation on on Twitter between John Mueller and a, and a tweeter I don't I'm, I'm not going to out it because <laughs> kind of but he was asking do Alexa rank impact search ranking in Google Search or Google News for publishers and I want to step back before we look at the answer because a lot hey, of quickly people, <laughs> say Alexa, you think, you know, the Amazon Alexa and all that, but Alexa is actually existed before Amazon bought Amazon bought them, didn't they? I can't remember. Honestly. There used to be there used to be an Alexa toolbar that you could install in your browser. Oh. Um, but that's yeah. not the same, is it? I think it is. That's oh, the Alexa rank he's talking about. Okay. So it would give you a rankings of your site uh, based on traffic and other stuff. So this Alexa toolbar gave these rankings. And people still look at the Alexa website um, that um, to look and see how well they do. Well, this guy's talking about Alexa rankings and does it impact search. And John Mueller's answer was an emphatic one-word answer on Twitter, no. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing else. Just no. And, and I've, I've <laughs> I've actually had to fight clients about this because they're, they're all about their Alexa rank. And it's like when I first launched a website um, many, many, many years ago, I had that Alexa rank toolbar installed and I was still building my site. I hadn't even launched it yet. And basically it, it ranked things based on activity of the toolbar. My site that hadn't even been launched yet had an amazing Alexa rank because I'd go to it you know, 20 times a day to work on it and fix it. <laughs> week. And it wasn't even launched yet. So okay. It's not a very good metric, and Google does not use it. 
And you know what? I, I got confused as probably our listeners did too. We're not talking about the Alexa on Amazon. Right. The actual voice assistant. This is, uh, the, I, I assume in this case, he's talking about specifically the Alexa. I'm sorry, we're saying that so much. We're setting off a lot of these things, aren't we? Anyway. Yeah. I've got him <laughs> the other one, and I'm not going to say because it might not go off. <laughs> uh, well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcut, the Director of SEO for Advanced Local, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have show notes newsletter you can sign up for at seo101radio.com. Don't miss a single link and refresh your memory of a past show at any time by getting this newsletter. Um, it's very simple, very clean. We're doing a good job of creating it, I think, uh, thanks to May, our writer. And uh, if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to post them on our Facebook group, easily found by searching SEO 101 Podcast on Facebook. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.